millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Free kick. Williams will take the right side the right sided free kick. It's about halfway inside the, the Everton halves. Everyone's gone forward. Everton they've got everyone back. It's floated into the mix. Ball bounces down. My darling and heron, Monsieur and my dames around the world, welcome to a brilliantly sunny, uh, cold winter's afternoon in South Bermondsey. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast. My name is Nick Hart, introducing also the bird shit that still sits by the side of my seat after three years. Welcome to today's championship fixture, dear listeners. Welcome to the visit of Reading to the Den. Uh, the Lions come into today's fixture sitting high in eighth position. We're going to need oxygen masks and uh, Sherpa tensing to help us up to the summit. There's a massive opportunity, a bit of a crossroads of the season in many respects. Coming into today's fixture, we, the talk on the um, fan show initially Thursday night was how thin and Fred Bear, our midfield, was looking. But welcome news yesterday is the uh, loan signing to the end of the season of Ryan Woods from Stoke City. A Gary Rowett um, choice there whilst he was at Stoke City himself. Um, Ryan Woods comes straight into today's team, dear listeners. Your Ryan's in today are in, in gold, Bart Bielkowski. Uh, the back line, therefore, will be... I haven't seen the team news, so I'm trying desperately to peer into the into the distance. I think it's going to be Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace, Marlon Romeo's on the right. Wallace, obviously, will be on the on the left. We do not leave out Hutchinson, Sean Hutchinson, central defence. In the middle, therefore, will be Ryan Woods and Jason Malumbi. Jed Wallace and Shane Ferguson on the left today. Up front, we have Tom Bradshaw and Matt Smith, a, a two-handed forward line. Up against Reading, who come into today's fixture in, in some decent form, in all fairness. Um, I think it's uh, just one draw and, and, and solid bank of wins uh, in the last six coming into today's, today's game. Reading today kitted out in their familiar blue and white hoops. The Lions um, 
in dark blue, so uh, no, no talk of colour clashes out there. Dark blue and white plays royal blue and white, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a fan. Set high in block one. After a desperate scurry round the rubber hive tunnel. I don't really listen to our show, dear listeners, but Jesus Christ, the rubber hive tunnel coming out of there was like um, a nightmare. So, not long got here, actually, uh, with uh, plenty of time in there. Anyway, enough of my moans and groans. As I say, it's a crisp cold afternoon. I do it for football. And the buzz around the middle scene is Ryan Woods, Ryan Woods, or Ryan Woods. So, um, no pressure on the boy. Distinctive character in his uh, ginger hair, red hair, carrot top, as my dear old mum would have called him. Could be interesting to see um, how he performs. Listening to Gary Rowett before I came out on the on the club's official uh, YouTube site, um, raving about him, his ability on the ball, he's, he's an adaptable player. Um, played at Brentford, player of the year for Brentford in 2017-18. 40 appearances, supporters player of the year at Brentford. Previously at Shrewsbury and then went to Stoke where things didn't work out so well for him. Um, but then going to Stoke, who would work out well with that kind of prospect in your life, dear listeners? Lions um, will be attacking the away end in the first half in accordance with the ecclesiastical history of the English peoples by the Venerable Bede, written at Jarrow sometime in the 8th century. One of Bede's major dictums was that Mill should always attack the away end in the first half and the home end in the second. And all is right and proper on that front, dear listeners. You'll be, you'll be um, pleased to know that. Reading will kick us off. Away we go. Yeah, number one target, Rowett describes Ryan Woods. So um, plenty of people online buzzing to see what he can do for us today, as we've said. Let's hope he, let's hope he matches up. Ryan Woods speaking to the club says he likes to think that he will add a bit of composure on the ball and have a decent range of passing. He'll always give us 110% and let the fans and the club be the judge of his performances. So composure on the ball and a decent range of passing. Oh, how our horizons have been lifted since the arrival of Gary Rowett. We never used to have talk like that on the uh, on the club site. A range of passing and composure. It was up and under, wasn't it? Previously, I'm being I'm being disrespectful to Neil Harris. But what is this life if you can't have a bit of fun at a club legend's expense once at a blue moon? Little cut inside by uh, Romeo finds Tom Bradshaw working as a pair today with Big Matt Smith, Mathieu, the French poet, come striker. Woods finds finds Fergus on the left, coming up towards the third minute. Ball in is is a little bit disappointing. Beautiful skill and a little kind of overhead flick by Jason Malumbi. Yes, it seems that we've got skills on show. They're ball into the middle towards Matt Smith. The goalkeeper punched it clear into the uh, the grateful feet of a, of a hoop shirt, number 29. I gather a very turgid experience for all those travelling uh, thousand or so Millwall fans that went up to the Potteries last week. I don't know why we still call it the Potteries. It's no Potteries there anymore. It should be called the um, the online bookmakers, shouldn't it, dear listeners? It's more, more what goes on up there now. But anyway, good, well, well done to the travelling uh, thousand that went up there for a, for a poor show. Pulled into the box there from uh, Marlon. That's, that's going to be cleared by the Biscuit Men. They're called the Biscuit Men. They're still their nickname. They're called the Royals now. Murray Wallace is now showing off his um, high jinks on the, on the left. Finds Malumbi in the middle. Marlon on the right. Ryan's passing the ball around with, with some awfulness. And there's his Jake Cooper in a kind of a Franz Beckenbauer type role. Quite sure he's dispossessed, unfortunately. A lot of early possession for Millwall. I mean, I, I just think back to that awful game against Fulham when it was 85-15 um, in possession terms to, to Fulham. 
and how, how much we've um, changed our approach. It's a ball into the middle towards Matt Smith. That's going to run through to the Mr. Lyme in goal. Five minutes. Complete change in footballing approach and philosophy, and um, it's all been done quite quietly and efficiently. And you know, it, it, completely the same team, but completely different style and philosophy is, is incredible. Early opinion from Michael Avery on our WhatsApp group. Um, 4-4-2 he says against the side are undefeated in nine in Rowett we trust but surprised with it Lions coming down the right now 12 and a half minutes this is Jerry finds Marlon we're a really nice place that's a shot over the bar really nice move um, beautiful little pass inside by Jed Wallace finds Marlon Romeo takes a shot over the bar but um, the right idea do you ever go out dressed for a cold day with a few layers on and finish up sweating like an absolute well, like sweating like Prince Andrew doesn't that's me at the moment, dear listeners. I am soaked. A lot of mill possession, a lot of reading possession in turn. I don't know what the percentages will look like, but it's going to be probably 50-50. But we both seem to have long periods of possession in turn. There's a ball in from the left into the... Almost uh, found the strike in front of goal. This is now the three back across the goal, bouncing around. Slammed into the bodies. There's a chance for reading. It's going to be cleared. Lions living on their nerves slightly there, dear listeners. 14 and a half minutes. 29 recovers. Another ball lobbed back into the middle. That's a header that's just past the, the, the left post. Smith combining with Wallace, quite nice. In there finds Ferguson on the left. 16 and a half minutes, ball into the middle. It skims across. Looks like it was a handball by Bradshaw, yeah. Put, put over by Jed Wallace, but it was a handball. No, no VAR needed in the championship for that. Um, well, maybe I could be VAR for the Lions, because I saw that handball. And, you know, you have to be fair. That was handball control, so... Long ball forwards, finds Matt Smith, finds Tom Bradshaw, goes flying. Free kick given the other way. Referee says he's dived and he's going to be yellow carded for it. Flick header on from Matt Smith, controlled by Bradshaw, who cut inside into the penalty area. Um, referee called it as a dive. Um, I thought he got clips, but um, Bias may be coming into play there. I'd have to see that in slow motion as it is, he's been yellow carded. Get a sense this referee's an officious little man. Dueling for the little man. Is he? And he's a little bloke, actually. Um, couldn't tell you if that was a penalty or not. I'd have to see it in slow motion in my new role as VAR for Millwall. But that ball was nicely collected by Murray Wallace. And Millwall back on the attack from the left. There's a ball into the box. That's headed by uh, Bradshaw, but looping header straight at a goalkeeper. 19 minutes. Another ball launched forward towards Matt Smith. He's in a battle with a the four there. Gets his head to it. And the referee penalises him when it was six of one and half a dozen of the other. Free kick for Reading. To the, uh, the disagreement of the Mills uh, home crowd, I think it's fair to say. Harry Warren on WhatsApp says the ref has lost the game. I think I agree with you there, Harry. Ryan Loftus says he went, uh, Bradshaw went down theatrically in that booking earlier on, but was still fouled. So basically Ryan saying the referee got it wrong there. We do always get shit refs, don't we, dear listeners? They must have a shit ref list somewhere. Like Gary Rowett, apparently, is, uh, he's got a little list. Who's the character in the um, Gilbert and Sullivan, the Mikado? He had a little list. Well, Gary has a little list of other targets. Um, he's talking on the YouTube channel, club channel, about look, still looking to make some acquisitions over the course of the remaining two weeks of the of the transfer window. Um, not too many, two or three. So we've got one already, so I'm going to guess maybe one, possibly two, but one's um, being the target. I would imagine a striker, possibly someone on the left side, he said. The ball breaks, 27 minutes. 
Coco. It's Coco and the Mikado. He has a little list. Ball one two. Marlon puts the ball into the middle. It's over the head of Matt Smith, put behind by the Reading defender. Just marginally too high for Matt to get his head to. Could be a left-sided corner for a change. How often do you get to quote Gilbert and Sullivan the course of a Millwall attack? Well, there we are. We break new ground on this show. Constantly breaking new ground. 28 minutes. Going to be a left-sided corner. This is Jed Wallace. Another chance to, to swing it in. In it comes. It's deep, deep, deep. There's Jake Cooper. It's uh, Bradshaw on the line. He put it away from goal there. It's bouncing around. Uh, Hutchinson clattered. He's on the floor. It's now Jed on, on the left. He's floated the ball in. It's handball is a shout. No, not going to be given. It's going to be a left-sided corner. I thought it came off his Harris. There's some kind of weird... Um, human caterpillar sat up to have your hand attached to your aris but anyway that's why I thought it came off of so another left sided corner 28 and a half minutes Millwall pressure Millwall pressure Jed to take again from the from the left in it comes it's swinging inwards towards goal it's headed clear by the hoops defence ball back into the mix there's Bradshaw close range header straight into the arms of the lime green goalkeeper that was a chance couldn't really get enough power in our direction. He was looking behind him as it looped forward. So, very difficult chance, but it was straight at a goalkeeper. 29 minutes. Long ball falls from Jake Cooper towards Matt Smith. He does get his head to it. Falls to Jed Wallace. The ball runs through the micro amount in front of uh, Tom Bradshaw as he's running through on the chance there. 31 minutes. The goalkeeper did collect, unfortunately. Floodlights are on inside the, the den. It's still quite um, the blue skies and a uh, cool day. Coming towards 34 minutes. And some rather disparaging opinions of the linesman now. So anti-authority here, dear listeners. We're anarchic. Anarcho, anarcho Millwall. What do we rebel against? What do you got? The referee blows for something. Who knows what that is? Going for a little chat with the linesman. I think he likes the sound of his own whistle. We'll see he's running over to... Uh, the side what's this talking to the fourth official talking to the Reading manager talking to Millwall don't know what that's about dear listeners we've been delayed for a couple of minutes nearly we're going to restart with a throw in for Marlon Rum I don't know what that was all about you probably know more about that after the event Doug in Stockholm says we're not going to get anything off this referee today, but there is one benefit, and that's the commentary's gone off and I follow. <laughs> Big shout out to Doug. 39 comes towards 40 minutes, but Reading do get a chance to clear it. Great tackle back by Ryan Woods, and he said Ryan Adams, he's a, an Americana artist. Ryan Woods made a great tackle to the applause of the den. Reading did recover from that as they broke forwards, and the referee, I think, must be in, in, in cahoots with them. Allows him to take a, a quick free kick. No, he's going to pull it back. It's going to be a left-sided free kick on 40 minutes. That was a great tackle there by, by Ryan Woods. I've got, I keep going to say Ryan Adams now. He mixed up in some unsavouriness. Ryan Adams. So probably, a, probably a good association not to make in my mind, dear listeners. Cooper lobs the ball into Mill towards Matt Smith. He gets his head to it. Oh, it's headed downwards and wide. Smith's gone down, the central defender of Reading's gone down, it's like a clash of heads from that chance, just on 42 minutes, bravely in by, by Matt Smith. I did read that the um, Scottish FA are starting to ban heading for under-12-year-olds in their junior football. There's a constant concern with um, head 
injuries and concussion nowadays. Rightly so. Modern football is a lot lighter than it used to be, of course. I think back to my old school days when we had the old laced up leather things that would weigh a ton in the wet. Well, those days are thankfully gone. Matt Smith sitting up a little gingerly. Both players have re-entered play. Obviously not offside, falls to the nine. Looking, looking, looking for the linesman's flag to go. Long ball down the middle. I thought the nine was for on goal for a moment, but a great challenge being applauded by the den by Sean Hutchinson. Gives it back to, to um, Barbell Cotter. A little moment there with a nine, looked like he was through on goal. There's half time. Well, I, I think you've got to say the boos ring out for the referee rather than the mill performance, which hasn't been brilliant, but it hasn't been so bad. We've not really carved out enough open chances from a lot of possession. Reading have looked dangerous when they've got forwards, so um, everything to play for in the second half. At the break, it's Mill nil, Reading nil, and it's the referee. Okay, so uh, welcome committee as he, as he leaves the pitch. At Tongue Millwall is the number one Millwall podcast. Accept no substitute. Two halftime tweets for you, dear listeners. This is Millwall. Is impressed with the Joker. That's that's Ryan Woods. Uh, impressed with the Joker so far. Says this is Millwall. Most likely looking rusty for not playing, but he's getting stuck in. I agree with that. He's, he's made one one great challenge springs to mind in the in the first half. But um, clearly a lot of potential in the Joker, Ryan Woods. Nothing to set the two sides apart. The break says the official Millwall Twitter channel. Deep insight there by the official website. Praised by John Kelly for that later. That was Murray Wallace for that tackle. Um, late, late in the in the half, unbelievable. Uh, says John prevents a certain goal. Bulldog was racing through and was about to shoot before Wallace got back to win the ball. Nil uh, nil. Ref loudly booed as he walks off. Says Jay Kelly, JK. TT, Mill TT. Tony says we've had some poor refs at the den, but this has been a complete disgrace. It can only be a decision made higher up. Keith Strauss' performance is blatant cheating. Says TT. Today's attendance, thanks to Lucas Ball. Big shout out to Lucas Ball. Today's attendance is 14,011. This is the, uh, the half-time race. Where the little Mill boys actually uh, made a bit of a burst. They have to dribble around the pitch. But they're the youngsters. Oh, they have to dribble down one stretch and then have a running race. It's uh, nip and tuck. It's good fun. Some good applause for the boys from both sides. From running race around the, around the pitch. Millwall, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. Stay tuned. Must have been what the um the little break in play was. I don't know what the charm was. Lino, Lino, you're a cunt. Is that the one? Well, I've never heard of that before. Mill have just kicked us off for the second half, dear listeners. So that explains what that was all about. Well, unless something was said um, chanting, they said chanting, so it can only be um, be that, I guess. Well, it's left me in a slight state of um, bewilderedness, if I'm going to be honest. If that was the cause of that break in play and that announcement, um, unless there's something else, don't know. I didn't hear anything. 
other than what would be considered regular football chanting? Or are we in an era now where that's considered unacceptable? We are going into a strange new world, if, if that's so. 52 minutes. Nice work by Balombi. He's pulled up by the referee. But what he's seen, I, I can't tell you. He's certainly one of the most egotistical referees I've seen in a long time. That is saying something down here, isn't it? Referees are wango. I wonder if that's unacceptable. Homophobic, according to my um, WhatsApp group. Beats me. Beats me. I didn't hear it. What I did hear didn't sound homophobic. But anyway, there we are. This is Marlon on the break now. He's got Jed Wallace overlapping. Marlon shoots. Wide right. Hits the side netting. Worth a go. 53. 53 and a half minutes. Tackle starting to fly in. Jed... Um, doing well in and Reading have put the ball out and crowd are reacting to the whole fiasco of the refereeing situation today Will will throw in Marlon on the right side just inside the, the Reading half 54 minutes on the stadium clock Jed now, now Marlon this is Jed again right side crossing to the near post past everybody shot from distance oh. That was uh, Murray Wallace, a kind of a, a daisy cutter. Just wide on the right side post. That was almost 55 minutes. Ferguson over on the on the left side. Puts it back to Murray. Puts a deep cross in towards Matt Smith. House for uh, a penalty is being held there, but the referee gives, you guessed it, nothing. Points to the, uh, the goal kick spot. 58 and a half minutes. <laughs> it's given one in our favour. A terrible decision. He's given it to us, so we can't complain, but... Reading um, thought out of throw. I, I thought out of throw. It's given it to us. Uh, I don't know what this bloke is on, dear listeners. I really don't. This referee, Keith Stroud. Ed Castle says the Keith Stroud show on Twitter. Like every time, Keith Stroud over. So breaks. This is Marlon Romeo from push rightwards. He's got his shot was scuffed in the end. At the moment there, he's been pushed rightwards and rightwards. Tighter and tighter angle. And his shot was scuffed in the end. 64 minutes collected by the goalkeeper. Floodlights illuminating the day. It's getting colder now, dear listeners. Come to 66 minutes, halfway through the second half. The story of the game remains the referee, in all truth. Um, his um, constant desire to be the, the, the point of the, uh, of, of the sports event this afternoon. As, as we've said a few times in the game, we just haven't created any clear-cut chances. This is Reading on the left now. Ball into the box. That's through on goal. Ooh. Striker from close puts it wide left somehow. I thought it was going to be easier to score for the 10 now. Puts it wide. Lines dodge a slight ball. It's going to be a change from Millwall. Ferguson's coming out. Who's this? Mahoney coming in? Is that Malumbi? No, it's Connor Mahoney on a little jinky run. He finds he's got man overlapping. This is Connor on one of his loop slaloms. Is a jet back into the middle? It's bouncing around. It falls to. Oh! What is that? Matt Smith! Ball bouncing around. Matt Smith converts on the six yard box. Right side bump corner. Matt Smith! Seen a replay. Ball bouncing around. It falls to Matt Smith on the edge of the six-yard box. 
He takes, he turns and converts into the bottom right corner. 1-0 Millwall. Conor Mahoney's little jinky run comes to mind. Here he is again on the left side. He puts it through. This is Bradshaw into the left side of the penalty. He's trying to find space to put the ball in the middle. The goalkeeper spills it. He's put it behind for a corner. Left side of corner. 72 and a half minutes. The introduction Mahoney seems to have made a difference already. Comes towards the 73rd minute on the stadium clock. It's going to be Jed that takes. Lofts it into the middle. It's under the posts. Bounce away. This is Malumbi into the, into the mix off the line. I think anyone knew anything about that standing there. It's gone for a goal kick. Another move substitution. Matt Smith is coming out again. The goal scorer. 78 minutes. Both Arsenal's coming in. Possession football breaks down in midfield. Malumbi unfortunately conceding. This should be cleared by, by Cooper and finds Jed in a false space breaking forwards now. He's got Mahoney on his left. What can he do? This is both Arsenal. Sorry, this is Defence, Ovarsen overlapping, slots it neatly over the goalkeeper. 81 minutes, it's 2-0. Game, says, and a match, dear listeners. Should be anyway. There's a hard name to turn to a, 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 a kind of a Vegas style call, like Mr. Mr. Byfen Alex. Ball broke out of defence, just watching the replay. Jed picks out Bovarsen, thought for a moment that was Mahoney, but it's not, it's, it's Bovarsen overlapping, and he slots neatly over the oncoming goalkeeper into the right side of the goal. 2 0 Millwall, 86 minutes, the ball's won back immediately by Jed Wilson, the edge of the D, he shoots over the bar, just. Then the goalkeeper touched that, goal kick. 86 minutes. Balls for Ryan Woods substituted deep into additional time. Mitchell comes in for the last few seconds of the game. Good applause. That was a good, a good opening show by Ryan Woods, who clearly um, has slotted straight in. There's some questions about his match fitness. Didn't see any signs of that being a bit of an issue today. And some really nice touches and some good tackles too. So looks a good one. Malumbi's done well today as well. A lot of running there. A shot from distance. High over the bar for the 12. There it is, final whistle. Lions win it. Two goals to nil. Um, a grind of a game for much of the uh, proceedings. That opening goal by Matt Smith really turned the issue. And then the introduction, well, just preceding that, the introduction of Conor Mahoney gave us an outlet down the left that produced the quality that finally put the Lions two goals ahead. And great to see John Daddy Bogvarsson um, opening, opening scoring account for the Lions. So, in the end, that's a good... 2-0 win for Millwall and um, a gritty game overall but there's a familiar tune that we love to hear we'll be right back after these messages Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. At Tongue Millwall is the number one Millwall podcast. Accept no substitute. Big welcome after a great win yesterday to Ryan Loftus. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Good morning, Nick. How are you? I hope you aren't too fragile. I'm a little bit fragile. <laughs> <laughs> the mates, uh, we went straight from the ground yesterday for a mate's um, 50th birthday uh, meal and a few bottles went down. And, you know, the older you get, listeners, the harder it gets. <laughs> so anyway, I've, I've, I've um, rustled uh, Ryan up uh, the following morning to discuss what was a really strong win, Ryan, yesterday? I mean, I I thought it was one of the best performances overall in the end of the season. Yeah, the I, thought it was, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I think it was nice kind of like almost poetry going into the game of playing Reading, who were on this fantastic run, have been playing really well. Um, and it was obviously that's the last game we lost on the road. Obviously, we lost at Barnsley at home in between, but... Gary Rowett's second game, first loss. And that, that performance we had at the Medeski was very disjointed. And the first half was really poor. And a lot of people were kind of worried about Gary Rowett coming in. And where we've come on to now, that display was just complete dominance. The whole yeah. game. It yeah. was one of those, the first half, you know, we had so many chances. And we're going to nil-nil at half time. It was almost that narrative that we keep having of, oh, they all aren't taking their chances. They're going to let the side the other side in. The second half we came out and Reading just didn't have a sniff in the game. And we just pelted them, but bombarded them. And 2-0 was, I think, generous for Reading, to be honest, at the end. By the end, I'd agree with that. I mean, obviously the first goal came in the 71st minute and that was mm. a great, um, real, a real goal scorer's chance in a way because that was that was a, a slap shot from close range by, by Matt Smith where the ball seemed to... Stick, and I think was it was it uh, was it Cooper or Hutchinson who um, kind of brought the ball down, and it, I think it was, it was Cooper. Yeah. It was Cooper, um, and then it just really nicely put away. And that was that was we, we had chances. I, I I agree with you across the game. Um, nothing so clear cut that um, you know that the compared with that that moment there. But we're also playing the referee, Ryan. I thought the referee was <laughs> diabolical. Yeah, yeah, I don't like to moan about him too much, but it was. It was quite frustrating. Yes, I mean the penalty that wasn't yeah what was a penalty. It, that was really frustrating later later on in that half when Charlie Adam did pretty much the exact same move with the kind of diving over a foot that was left in too late and uh, got a free kick. And you're just there being like, "Come on, ref! Like this is 
and it's hard, but and that's the thing. So that's the frustration that grows. But the crowd for all the stick they were giving him, yeah. you know, uh, the players they didn't. They, I mean, Bradshaw, I think, I think he's gone the only player on that pitch from a Millwall perspective who's left that pitch absolutely fuming. How he's he's had two great chances in the game. He's had a ref not give him a penalty. The linesman wasn't too keen on him either. He must have just been absolutely pulling his hair out by the end of it. But to be fair to the team, they kept playing with it. Yeah, and they played through that, and they got the goal. I mean, yeah, like you say, seventy third or seventy fourth minute. It took a while, but they just kept knocking at the door and eventually got in. Oh, there was I mean, one of the things I, I, I was on Twitter earlier on before you know we we, we called today. Um, the, the patience required because um, it was quite it was halfway through the second half, and I must admit I was starting to think, well, we're not going to get anything out of the game today. You know, it was just one of those games where the referee, the chances. And it goes on and goes on. You think, well, nothing's going to come from this. Um, so the patience required to to hold it and to to work the chance, which came in the end to Matt Smith, and that was the critical goal, wasn't it? That opening one. And um, you know, then but it's also the introduction I thought of Conor Mahoney because I think there was a dribble from Mahoney into the box from mm. left rightwards that just changed it because yeah, Fer- Ferguson's a great functional player, but he doesn't make those kinds of um, individual Maisie runs and that really changed it I thought yeah it did I think um, yesterday it was as good as a performance was for players it was a really really good performance for Gary Rowett and I've written this in my in my blog but I haven't put it up yet but I've written this mm. in but um, th- I think yesterday was a, a, a win for Gary Rowett his tactical the tactical knowledge the substitutions he made were absolutely quality he said after the game about uh, why he went with Ferguson on the wing basically saying the uh, you know, Ferguson can tuck in, Jed Wallace can push on further, and Romeo can put up. And I think it was Millwall Analytics on Twitter put up a, a picture of like our average positioning, and you can really see that Ferguson's really touched in. Jed Wallace is almost up as a third striker, and Romeo's yeah. up as a winger for like most of the game. And that is a really deliberate thing that Rao has done to kind of overload them. And you can see it was working. He said he didn't want to start with Mahoney because. He was worried about having two out-and-out wingers providing cover, especially you've got Ryan Woods in there who's finding his feet, so he might, he might need a bit of support. But but then when we had the dominance and we were all over them, introducing Mahoney to give that bit of spark and, like you say, that bit of creativity, that bit of unpredictability, it worked perfectly. And even again with Bod Barson coming on, again, pace on the counter, gets the second goal. I thought Rowett was absolutely fantastic yesterday in the decisions he made and the players executed his plan spot on. I mean, the league table is doing its own talking, really. I mean, there mm. we are from a season that was looking to be at best mid, mid-table respectability would have been an achievement when <coughs> Neil Harris left us. And now here we are in amongst a, 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 pen, a peloton, I'm going to call it a peloton, of teams from Brentford on, well, from Fulham, 48. And then we are four points in seventh, you know, four points behind in seventh with a, a mm. group of, of teams that are now... Serious playoff contenders, you know. Yeah. There's not, there's no reason why we can't use that description about ourselves. Yeah, and I think, I think the, the more it goes on as well, because I think we're, what well, I think it's four points separating us, and I think it's Blackburn in, in tenth now, or maybe in the, the yeah, Blackburn eleventh, eleventh, four yeah. points behind. So us, yeah. a few games ago, it was three points between us and thirteenth or whatever, and now it's tenth, and so week on week, it's just separating that little bit more. Yeah. And it's gonna what's gonna come down to the end of the season. There might be three or four teams going for sixth, fifth, and sixth that have just spread themselves a little bit more each week. It's another point, 
And, you know, if Millwall can keep up a run, they're going to be in that group, you know, and some will drop off. And it is like you're saying, a few weeks ago, we were up in the playoffs being, you know, like, oh, this is a great run. And now we're going into a games being like, no, we're, we're a playoff challenging side. It's a different mentality. It's a different. Definitely, definitely. It's we're kind of realizing where we are and accepting it, which is odd. It is odd. Um, I just want to mention you mentioned um, Ryan Woods earlier on. Obviously, mm. signed on Friday afternoon. Practically, I think we're just in time for the midday deadline yes. to play yesterday. Um, uh, Gary Rowett uh, said he was playing at seventy percent. Um, it's going to be some player if that's that, that's his seventy percent. I thought he looked really solid like he's been in that team all season and just did his job i mean i thought it was a really given the circumstances really strong performance by by the ginger perlo yeah yeah i think it, um i think he was uh really good i think like you said 70 percent probably makes about sense i think i watched the the interview woods gave when he signed and he was saying you know he did play earlier in the season seven eight games in a row so like he's sharp but then he hasn't played for six or seven games since. So he did say like his match fitness might just be a bit off, which is yeah, fair yeah, enough. Obviously, yeah. Rowett, he didn't look like he was flagging at any point, but obviously Rowett brought him off anyway um, towards the end just to be safe. And I thought he was tidy on the ball. He had, uh, I think, only misplaced two passes of his 16 that he had. And uh, I thought the, the key thing for me, he made three really good tackles running back. Yeah. So running back to goal, made three really, yeah. one right on the edge of the box and a couple a bit further out that were really good tackles, hard tackles to make that he pulled off. And, and what, released I think, it. Oh, and, yeah, I won the ball and released it after. Um, yeah. I think what really stood out for me was uh, that that speaks to Jason Malumbi, how excellent he is. Yeah, the, the point I was just going to To be make. honest, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the fact that Malumbi is a 19-year-old kid who is obviously captain for under-21s for Ireland, so he's used to having responsibility, but he is a leader who he did most of the passing yesterday. He controlled most of it, obviously picking up some of Wood's slack for fitness and everything. But he, as a pair, they look phenomenal if they, they both get to full fitness. So that's it's kind Malumbi... of scary for a Millwall midfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, uh, very, very uh, rarefied heights here. But I mean, I thought also, <laughs> I mean, Wood's just doing his job, even if that's 70%, allowed Malumbi to push forward further we, yeah you know he's, he's in more dangerous positions where and, and you're right I think he's a real prospect I mean I know we only have him on loan for the season but let's let's make the most of that and let's see where we yeah. are wherever this this season takes us and it's that that is quite a quite a thought actually when you think that you know um we're, we're approaching February now the next league action is on February the 1st at Sheffield Wednesday and so the end of the season is not far away, and here we are as contenders. It is quite a quite a thought. I also want to make you mentioned Bodvarsson coming into the game. He's been a bit, um, you know, uh, been there's been comments about him, but that was a really well taken goal. That 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 break on the left, that was the ball through from Jed, and then the execution, really really strong. Yeah, it was a really really good finish. I said, I think Gary Rowett spoke after the game saying they've been working on three on twos, and that was. Something that final pass from Jed was excellent, and it's something that we've lacked a lot this season in that final third. So it went really well, and the finish from Bodvarsson was quality. And I have to say, I was really impressed with him most of the season without him scoring. Like when he's been coming off, he's always not so much when he started, but when he's come off the bench, he always seems to have an impact and seems to do something different. Always been excited to see what he can do. But when I watched him against Newport in the cup against the League Two side, I genuinely thought like this could be done for him. He was so so poor, mm. and I think. And I, I, I wanted to put it down to his confidence. You know, I think there is a bit of a player in there. He's, he has got good skill. And I think uh, that was mainly confidence. So 
to take that finish yesterday, which wasn't easy, and it's against his old side. Um, and it was a really the, the angle from behind the goal and the highlights. Is, it shows it's just an excellent finish, and that that could give him a little kick and a little boost that really helps him kick on, or you you know you really would hope so. So that like similarly to Mahoney, his performance getting Luton, hopefully coming on and sealing that win, really really does something for his confidence going forward. Yeah, really, I really, really hope so. Um, I just thought that was a that was the first time I, I you know, we've been talking on the shows about Bob Varson. I know Aaron rates him from his yeah. days at Reading, and we just hadn't seen anything particularly that 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 told us that there was a quality player there. But that yeah, exactly. out of defence yesterday. I mean, they, the highlights are up now, and I just watched it before we spoke this morning. That was a really nice finish, and that's what we want to see. Um, no show will be complete without me mentioning Murray Wallace, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's a player... Um, there's a real story there in Murray, because that challenge mm. at the end of the first half, when the... Was it the nine was put through on goal? Yeah, Sam Baldock um, In front of goal, and there was a challenge from, you know, from the very top draw, and it was Murray Wallace mm. that did that. The much yeah, maligned... Functional, you know, <laughs> journeyman. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna come a point when we're gonna have to stop using those words. I think he's now <laughs> just he's now just a left back, isn't he? Like well, he's become he, that. He's yeah. been yeah, yeah. He's properly properly become it in terms of yeah. He's no longer just a filling. I think this season he has been he has kept improving. I think like I think you could say for a lot of the squad, especially a lot of the defenders, has kept improving under Gary Rowett and is. He's now he doesn't now he doesn't look like a fit, a fitting now like a filling player like he did so much under under Harris because Harris, Harris yeah. one of the fullbacks doing too much but now he looks confident on the ball he was linking up with Ferguson well and uh, he had a really good game in that tackle like you said right at the end of the first half if you go in if we go in one 0 down at halftime that game changes different his whole game complexion. entirely absolutely it changes its whole complexion the frustration everything from the crowd then goes on to the players rather than at the referee. And that it would just be that could unravel, but that challenge, and uh, even going forward and the rest of it, he had a really, really good game. And I think you're, it's saying something about we win a game two nil really convincingly at home, and I think two of the best players on the pitch were our left back and our right back. I yeah. think that really says something about the sort of performance it was from the team. The Rowett Revolution, well, <clears throat> the secret of the Rowett Revolution, um, is it? Well, I mean, I'd ask an opinion, really. What what has changed? Is it, is it the expectations that players are better than what they've been allowed to be so far? Because this is basically the same squad, albeit apart now from yeah, of um, course. Ryan Woods, who's come in and comes very well rated. I was just reading a, a text before we, we came online from a Brentford fan raving about Ryan Woods. Mm. You know, he's very well thought of there. Um, but the secret of the revolution, it, it, players are being trusted. Yeah, I think it's I think it is that. I think it's a few things. It's obviously we've mentioned before on the podcast as well that but that Harris is I think it's always you have to put this line of credit to Harris to the squad he had built, the work he did during the summer, clearing out the squads and the atmosphere that he built. I even did you see um Luke Steele's tweet since he's mm. gone back to Forest? So I, you mentioned in the, the fan show in the week, you know, who's yeah, kind of this yeah. invisible man. And he <laughs> tweeted saying one of the best dressing rooms he's been a part of like thanking everyone a really really gracious tweet yeah really like nice yeah, message yeah, to yeah. leave for no. a player who knows he was signed as injury cover for six months never played didn't even play in the cup and to to see something like that showed is a real insight to the sort of dressing room we have and then there was the story about um 
Brian Wood staying with Jed Wallace and Pierce at the hotel before hotel. the game. Yep. And yep. it's these sort of things that it's a, such a cliche, but team spirit counts for a lot. And then as soon as you get a new voice in and Gary Rowett, who is probably a bit tactically a bit better than Harris, maybe the his Callum Davidson, the coach he's brought in as well, maybe they're trying different things. And like you say, they're giving players more confidence. Jake Cooper now bringing the ball out, being confident on the ball. We, we're just, yeah, it's trusting the players more. And we clearly it's, have good players. We've yeah, got good have players. players that are worth being trusted with it. With ability, and, and I think that, you know, there's ability in places where we, I don't think we we knew we had ability. I mean, mm. I keep flogging Murray, but you know, there was a player who you exactly. have said there's a player you trust to get forwards to make the pass, you know, in the final third, um, and give him that um, trust and give him that ability. He's responded to it, and and, and yeah. Jake Cooper and 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 others. You know, I mean, it goes across the whole squad. It's it's quite yeah, incredible. Exactly. Good it times is. to be a Millwall fan, Ryan. Great Very good. Fans. Um, cup action next week now. It's a slight break in proceedings, really. Um, cup is all, is, is a cup a distraction for you next week, or is it? Is nah, it, I don't buy that. I think that's an excuse Premier League sides make. I think that's the <laughs> biggest distraction. It's, it's one extra. We champion. Well, the Premiership sides can say all they want because you know their their, their seasons can tail off. But Championship sides play forty six games. Like yeah. if they yeah. want to play an extra four. Okay, and they, if you get to the playoffs and play, no one can go to the end. Oh, the playoffs are really annoying. We have to play three extra games to try and get promoted. Momentum, momentum is a great thing. If Mill will go and beat Sheffield United on Saturday, we'll go to Ellen Road and hammer Leeds because of the confidence. Because <laughs> the confidence, Leeds form that they're in. Leeds aren't playing on Saturday. Okay, they have a bit more recovery time. But if Mill, like realistically, I think Sheffield United, first off, is one of the hardest draws we could have got for a Premier League side at home. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think think it's going to be a really, really good game. So, win or lose, again, Millwall won't be too disappointed. I don't think the players or the fans will be too disappointed if we don't win. If we win that and we beat one of a a really good, a really well-organised Premiership side, the atmosphere would just be insane. We're a team sitting in seventh, going away on a Tuesday night to Ellen Road, just knocked out a Premier League side out of the cup. It's just that Millwall mania that you love to talk Millwall about. It's just momentum yeah, no. and just everything that is just building and building. So for me, I don't think the Cup's a distraction. I think Millwall love the FA Cup. I don't think it can ever be a distraction for us no, in terms I... of, in terms of the, the nights it gives you and the atmospheres it brings. It's just great, I think. It's incredible that we're even talking like this because, you know, um, it, it feels slightly self-indulgent. But we've got a big week to follow. You're right, Leeds away and then Sheffield Wednesday on the the mm. next league, the Saturday league game. I, 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 um, you're right, Leeds comes first. But um, big, big series of games ahead. Um, yeah. But we do seem to have the, um, you know, the squad to handle it. I wonder whether we're going to make any more additions to the squad. I mean, Rout has kind of hinted at... Um, you know, one or two maybe still to come in the in the course of the remainder of the of the transfer window. It's going to be interesting to see if we do make any 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 additions up front or on the left, possibly. Yeah, I think you, it where would you be. strengthen if you if you were given would, a, a realistic budget here? You know, I, mean, well, um, I think it will be definitely another another striker. I think um, up front. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that seems to be all the talk because Rowett said about maybe a couple of players coming in like over the whole window. So we've obviously got Woods in. I think it will be. I think it's looking to be Mason Bennett. I don't know from Derby. I don't know how true that is, but that's a name that keeps popping up, which I don't think I'd be too happy with. But um, mm. I think he wants a player, a striker, not just another body, but he wants someone a bit different. So he's fast, who's going to be running in behind. Um, 
a bit more of that, that sort of play that Millwall don't have. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we definitely need a striker, which, but obviously you don't turn one down if one pops up who's going to get you ten goals a season, and it's always good to have other options. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't like doing business in January. I don't like clubs doing it. I think it never. There was an no. article in the Athletic recently of, uh, and this is Premier League, not Championship, but I think someone did dug out a stat of fifty percent of of strikers signed in January don't score that season. And yeah, that, yeah. That really strikes you as quite high. And, you know, championships are different league and things like that, but... I think also, know. you know, you've mentioned the great the great value of the character of the squad, and this seems mm. to be a very, very real thing. Uh, and I don't know... The only thing I know about Mason Bennett is he's got Nick for drunk driving, and mm. that's, you know... <sighs> That, that that just bothers me slightly. Um, the sort of character you want in. Well, I mean, football. Foot, in the end, football is a is, is a results business, and if you can get in behind and get goals, and that shoots us up the table, then um, the morals of it will you know will, will fade quite quickly. In the, but you know, it's it. You just don't want to see. You don't want to see anything that that you know smudges the the kind of current good vibes that's going on at the yeah. end. But anyway, that's that's up to. I do. I do to, think. Managed. I do think as well the 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 quality of the the atmosphere and the dressing room and everything and the the bond of the squad maybe that makes it I mean maybe it depends on the character you have as a person if you're quite shy but if you're even then if you're shy I think coming if you're stepping into that dressing room at the moment it's a good place to be and like they've spoke about how Ryan Woods has been integrated quite quickly it's a yeah. good place as a, as a stranger coming into a dressing room walking in there and seeing the squad with the chemistry and everything that they have. It's probably quite. It's probably we're actually probably a good position for bringing people in in terms of them kicking on and settling in quickly, which could be to our, you know, assistance. Our benefit. Mm. That's fantastic stuff, Ryan Loftus. What's your What's your blog address? Do you know your blog address off um, top of your head? Ryan Ryan reviews. Ryan Ryan reviews dot blog dot home, I think, or dot home dot blog. So give those a go. But it's on it's on my Twitter, the link. It's on Twitter, really. and that's Ron James Loftus on, on yeah. Twitter. Um, check it out, listeners. It's well worth a read. And Ryan's services are increasingly in demand by the the, the, the great media outlets of, of our world. So check him out while she's still young and unknown. You'll be like, you'll be like we're seeing the Beatles at the at the um, at the Cavern Club. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Ryan Loftus. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks for taking Cheers, time. Cheers, mate. Take care. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Achtung, Millwall. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 